0: Hi, and welcome to season two of Big Sound Small Town, the podcast that spotlights the talented and diverse musicians in small towns and communities. This season, we're branching out to include the community of people who make it possible for musicians to be able to perform their music the producers, the recording engineers, the venue owners, and many others. And as always, the small town musicians. Remember, small town doesn't mean small town. Hear their stories. I met with Jimmy at Hound's Coffee Shop on um, East Man Street in Shelby, North Carolina, in early December of 2019. Little did we know at the time what would lie ahead. Um, Of course, we were here to tell Jimmy's story, but Jimmy said he would also like for it to be a uh, tribute to his late brother, David Wilson. And I think that Jimmy did a really fine job in doing that. Uh, The second music clip on here is Jimmy and uh, David playing together uh, in a version of Jimmy Rehab, I'm sure. It's um, a really good story. He did a really good job, and uh, I think you should give it a listen. sound small town we're in hannah's coffee shop on main street in shelby north carolina my guest is ocean boulevard guitarist jimmy wilson welcome to the show jimmy
1: thank you sir All good right. to be here
0: so what's going on with ocean boulevard these days well,
1: we have had an incredible year we're wrapping it up we played uh played last week at a christmas party we're playing next uh this coming saturday at a private christmas party oh yeah and that's uh kinda. did yeah yeah yep that's right they um, we were excited about that. Um, played for um, Kings Mountain Cotillion last week at the Gaston Country Club, and we're playing for the uh, Revelers Dance Club at the Cleveland Country Club this weekend, Saturday night. That, yeah, we've been all over the place. Uh, had a really good year. We've been from Wilmington to Morganton to in our little world of travel. We we played the new... Uh, the new amphitheater at Forest City, which is oh, fantastic, yeah, it's yet. amazing. It, like it is really something. Well,
0: now, All right, let's go with that, this a minute. Are you guys still totally a beach band, or are we off in a little different?
1: Well, that's, that's we? kind of what uh, led me into it, you see. Uh, all of the beach bands, even the Embers and the Catalinas and those guys, they've had to diversify their set yeah. lists. Um, Yeah, Bo, he's incredible. Yeah, that's what a what a legend. But uh, but even he's had to change. All yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to diversify because of attrition. I mean, there was what a even in the '40s and and the beginnings of Carolina Beach music. You know that those those fans they're not here with us anymore and it's transferred down but there's still more people than you think that love that yeah. um how i ended up with them and we'll talk a little bit more about my brother david in a minute but uh, uh i was uh, friends with friends with i'm friends with louis Grig first and, and uh, louis drummer and uh louis and i you know we piled around and uh I ended up, every year for David, we would have a benefit. And I'll get into more of that later. But um, it ended up, uh, we had a situation where we needed someone to play on short notice. And I called Louie and I said, hey, can you guys help us out here? We're, we need we need a band and we'll do whatever you want. And he said, let me talk to the guys. And he said, uh, he called me back and he said, sure, man, we're, we're happy and proud to do it. And I said, you know, we tried to discuss terms, and uh, they did it pro bono, which I yeah. argued with them, no, no, we can, we can get you something. No, they wouldn't do it. They said, there's only one condition. I said, what? He said, you got to sit in with us. And I said, oh, no, 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 Louie, I don't, I don't know any beach music. I, he said, oh, we play, we play more than that. We play, we play a lot of, of uh, you know, soul rhythm and blues from the 60s. So He said, you'll know most of these songs. So they taught me, I said, well, I do have a volume knob on my guitar. <laughs> so I turned that thing off, you know, and, and uh, so ended up, uh, we played with them and uh, their guitarist, time was Bo Beatty. So Bo and I, well, I got up there and sat in with them and we hit it off. I mean, everybody, we, we sounded good. Just one of those situations like you know.
2: Yeah.
1: when You just walk into a situation where you felt comfortable. Now, I, didn't even, hardly, I didn't know hardly any of them except for Louie, well, and Rod, I knew Rod. Yeah. Uh, the keyboard player Rod Mooney, but uh uh we had a great time, and uh, I used my volume knob a couple a couple yeah. of songs <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of beach music songs they're harder than any songs I've tried oh, I mean with chord hard. structures, you know, yeah, yeah. but Even uh exactly too. so uh so, as it turns out, um, a few months later, I ran into Tim at the grocery store, Tim and Tim writes, are found in. Partner, found him, he's our managing partner, Motion Boulevard, and since 1983, this man's been around. Tim's been right there. So uh, he, he said, Hey, are you playing with anybody? And I'm like, uh, not, not at the moment. I was playing with some really cool people, but I'm not really right now. And he said, Well, Bo, Beatty, our guitar player, Bo developed a I mean, neuropathy in his hand, and Bo had to quit playing for a while. And one great guy, incredible guitarist. And I said, well, that's horrible. And he said, well, you know, we got some gigs. And uh, would you mind coming up and just seeing seeing how it worked? Yeah. And so I did, and it's worked out. That's almost five years ago, so, too. So, yeah, almost five years. Yes, it does. It does. But I'm very fortunate. These guys... You know, uh, if you'd have told me ten years ago that you'd be playing with Beach Music Man, I might have laughed. You know, yeah. and they might have laughed That's if true. they oh, said yeah. Jimmy Wilson's going to be playing guitar true. for you. They true. might know not mean, in a million years. I but mean, truthfully, but
0: when I found out you were playing with them, I was, I was a little shocked. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, but Tim did say he said, "Well, we're wanting to diversify our set list a little more." And I said, "Well, Tim, I'm, I'll I'll be diverse <laughs> because you know I've I played you know rock sure. music mainly for years." but uh love it, love the love our set list, everything we play it's uh uh Phil Loveless is one of the best horn players around. I mean I've never heard really heard anybody play like he Phil, and uh Stan Bumgarner's our singer, and yeah, if, you've heard, if you've never heard never heard Stan yeah, from Cherryville, north carolina he is he can really wail Louie, he keeps the toe tapping and you hands clapping and uh rod. See, Rod is our resident musical genius. Yeah, yeah, one. Of those. <laughs> yeah, and so Rod keeps us straight there. Incredible, incredible keyboard player and sings and plays guitar is too. Music? Yeah, we, we, we play, uh, for example, Christmas parties. You know, we, we'll do an instrumental, a uh, Christmas song instrumental. Sometimes you'll need to play uh, warm up music, or, you know, they want a little dinner music or something like that. We can pipe it in sometimes. Sometimes uh, we'll play an instrumental. But yeah, we, we try to get everybody up and get a little action going on. And they, you know, and once the well, party gets going. Of,
0: what, what your crowd does is dance. I mean, that's
1: what they do then. And these two specific groups we're playing for, that's what they do. So they, they welcome. But sometimes, yeah. you know, um, it's a little hard to get people up yeah. and going, but uh, but that's okay. We're still playing, yeah, you know, I, just like you do. Well,
0: you know, that's one of those things I learned from a fellow I played before we left. For. He told me if they can't dance, if you can't dance to it, you're out of work because that's what they come to say. That's right, that's and right. we'd do songs and we'd do them really good, yep. if nobody danced
1: to them, fine, out of sit. Well, a famous, everybody knows Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. Yeah. He he always says you, your key there is don't bore us, get to the chorus. That's true. Play that song that everybody can sing, everybody knows, and everybody can dance to. It. If you're gonna do, not going to do that, then... You'll have a different crowd. Yeah, you'll
0: have a different crowd. But but that's a good crowd. A crowd that comes to dance is a is a crowd that returns.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we've had a real good, real good time, and I I appreciate uh, uh, being in that band. I appreciate them letting me be in the band because it keeps me. Uh, as as you get older and things happen in your life, you know, you realize that it's uh, it's one of the most important things you to me.
0: And I feel lucky to still get to play it my age. Exactly. Today. Well, that's right. So it's, it. it's, it's a good deal. Yep. It's a chorus too, but it's, um...
1: Hey, it's, it's what we do.
0: You want to take it back to the very first time that you decided, hey, maybe I want to play music.
1: Okay, I can do that. Um... And you'll get a kick out of this, I think. So, well, the first music, actually the first music I was exposed to is church music. Of course, you go to church, you in the choir. My parents both sang in the choir. And, uh, and my grandmother uh, sang in the choir, my grandfather, and then my great aunt. Uh, uh, she was the organist and pianist at Double Shoals Baptist Church, right? And uh, so she had a piano. So when David and I were, my brother David and I were young, uh, we would, we were around music all the time and aunt Faye, who was the organist pianist, she would play, she would stay with her while our parents went to work right. and aunt Faye would play all the old, you know, spirituals, but she'd play fun stuff too. She had a great sense of humor. So that got, as most musicians that I know, that, that kind of is the basis and staples is the gospel and spiritual music. But I can remember what in, seemed to, uh, the, my earliest memory is watching Buck and Roy yeah, every Saturday night. And I remember we had, uh, David and I would stand in front of the television, and we had a fireplace in our den. And Dad, and Mom, they had the popcorn poppers, you know, it looked like a banjo. And then we had the broom. So David and I would stand there and play the... Popcorn popping thing and the banjo, the, the broom like we were playing banjo and guitar, and Roy Clark. I mean, that was one of my. I mean, even you know when he passed away, a couple of years. So Roy was. was uh, people don't understand what a, what he was. He was an incredible studio musician.
0: And Buck and Buck. Mm. So
1: right, right. So so that was. That was my earliest memory of of saying, hey, I want to do this. This is something I want to do. Did did you know
0: then you wanted to be a
1: guitar player? I mean, watching that. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, But I remember my parents... Okay, so talking about family. Okay, so I also had some cousins who were influential. Uh, My mother has two sisters... uh, and her oldest sister Gail had two kids, Stephen and Deirdre, and her other sister Diane had three kids, Joe, Audra, and Andy. So we never did see Stephen and Deirdre a lot. Um, they lived in Durham, but Stephen and Deirdre, we'd see them at Christmas every year. So as that, but we hang around, We hung around with Joe and Andy and Audra all the time because they lived in Bowling Springs. So Joe was like my older brother. He was a couple years older than me, and then it was me and of the same age, and David was younger than Andy was younger, so we played all the time. But Joe was really musical, and he got into Elvis. Well, so then my dad and mom ordered David and I a a K-Tale Records, two two albums. One was just a K-Tale Elvis knockoff. It just had him on the cover with his... Hawaii uh, yeah, so Aloha yeah. no 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 it, it was Elvis it was all Elvis on oh, the record yeah it was like, like maybe 10 songs of those yeah. K-Tale things yeah, that they yeah, threw yeah, together and then it was a 3 album set called Chuck Berry and Friends uh-huh. which had a whole one One album was uh, all Chuck yeah. and then the next album was Little Richard, Little Richard the Platters uh, so that's what yeah. I listened to yeah, that song. was what I mean you know the other kids I don't know my age I don't know that they were listening to that but I loved it, and I and I wore grooves. and I mean I wore the, wore the record out listening to it, and I'd stand around and act like I was playing. So, along the same time, Dad, my dad got to playing guitar a little bit. And he got a, um, uh, he got a, a knockoff, um, Gibson Dove acoustic. It was a, it was it was a copy or something. But anyway. But then he got into it, and he learned how to play. He got the Roy's Big Guitar book, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and the Chet Atkins learned guitar. Dad learned a bunch of chords, and he got pretty good. So Dave and I, also, he taught us some, a little few things. And um, But then Dad got so good, he got, he got Ray Ledford to build him uh, a, a nylon string classical He's guitar, which ready? which he still has. He's, I was getting ready to ask you, is he, that still in the family? It's still in his house, yep, it sure is. <laughs> I'd love for you to see it. He would, too. Did you send me a picture of it? I will. I will. I'm going to go. I am probably. I might see him tomorrow, and I'll I'm try to take a picture to, of it.
0: Uh, that's another side project I got going on is trying to get pictures of all Ray Leffert's guitars.
1: Well, I can date this. He can tell you probably pretty close to when Ray built it for him. I think it was 76. Okay. I think that was made. I don't think it was any earlier than that, but it might have been. Um, and I think it's around 76. Sure. But it's still, it's... Uh, Yep. And so I got, I never did, I think David might have taken lessons from Ray, but I never did anyway. So um, it just kind of evolved from there. Uh, David and I, uh, and Joe, Joe was always, Joe Harris is who I'm talking about, my cousin. He, Joe was always the guy that got into the music. Right. So we always, you know, since You're he was older. Stuff to, to well, he, he, ha- he had a guitar, and so my other cousins actually one year, Uh, We met them at Christmas, and and, uh, Joe and them had moved to Hickory. I remember that. Sorry, long story. But uh, we were all, I was probably nine years old or something, about the same time we started playing guitar. And our older cousins, they came in from Durham, and they were into Kiss big time. That's all they talked about, Kiss. Oh, they saw Kiss in Charlotte, and you and they were a little uh, sanctimonious. They they kind of were older kids. So they...
0: What were you listening to at the time?
1: Still Buck and Roy? Buck and Roy, no, Elvis and yeah, uh, Chuck Berry is. and Elton John. And uh, at that time, I guess KC and the Sunshine Man oh, was big, yeah. you know, stuff like that on the radio. Carpenters. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, uh, so uh, so this what... is
0: a great departure from that. It was
1: a great departure. Remember, my father always said, he, he still to this day says, I knew there was something wrong when you guys took down the posters of Farrah Fawcett. And Roger Staubach, and put up pictures of Gene off Paul Stanley on That's your funny, wall. Man. He said, "You know, something wrong with you guys." So, so we all got into Kiss, and we played, and we played, and we. I, Dad went and bought us uh, David and I an electric guitar, and I think he, I think he bought it from Vic Branton, who's still around. If you know Vic, um, he bought it's like a Seventy or sixty-eight or seventy, seventy, Fender Mustang, blue with the racing stripe. Okay, so and you know it was just wish you still had that. I do because Kurt Cobain ended up making them worth money. You know when when the grunge took over because they were really not a great guitar, but uh, but yeah, I've got a picture of it. my mom thinks got a picture of it somewhere, but yeah, I got got that a silver tone amp with a fuzz. Uh, wah pedal, which was all I needed right then. And then we ended up getting a drum kit for us. He got us a drum kit that was a used old Ludwig set that somebody had painted kind of a terrible glossy candy apple red and then put glitter on top of that. So it was a terrible paint job. I remember the bass drum cover had a picture of Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner and had Plum Country, P-L-U-M- it was the name of it. So we, for whatever reason, that wasn't us. But it, right. anyway, so that's my dad and mom. They really, they yeah, let so us, they move they, move they really forward. did. They they, they helped us out. Yeah. To, to and dad know. even framed in our carport and made us a game room, a pool, a game room type area where we could go out there and just blast stuff. Uh, and he, uh, he, he couldn't uh, hear us. So he had the we weather wherewithal so he could do that. That was great.
0: Right. Yeah, that was great. So he could turn that ear. Turn it up
1: and make it Right, and we did, and so I would just basically... I learned guitar, and I would sit around, and uh, I remember playing, you know... Still, we'd we'd still air guitar and pretend well, like we were playing concerts and stuff, so...
0: Well, I guess you did the drop... I still the drop method during that day where you dropped the needle on the record, too. Oh, yeah. It yeah. It's the only way I'm... I mean,
1: I mean yeah, that's the I mean, quickest I, way, anyway. It was the way... Yeah. You know. You, I, yourself, you know you know yeah, yourself yeah.
0: By, by saying, yeah, I learned
1: it that well, way. Well, you did have to go buy a new needles from Bobby. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And Bobby would act like he wanted, you know, made out of, well, they were made out of yeah, diamonds, but but yeah. he acted like they were real, you know, Brazilian diamonds or something. Yeah, he did. So, but yeah, that's, that's the beginnings so, of it.
0: So, when did you decide that, hey, we can be in a band? Well. And, and did, did, did the two of you guys ever play in a band together?
1: David and I, yeah, well, I'll tell you a little bit about that. We ended up in high school Joe we would see him because Joe got in into bands in Hickory, and so David and I never really did play together much uh, when we were in our early teens, like you know um so but we started picking up guitar, and I had a couple of friends i had a a friend had an incredible record collection, and this is now seventy nine eighty okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you start getting into, I was uh, I listened to, of course, Aerosmith and, um, and then one day I heard uh, Edward Van Halen. And so that was my, oh my goodness, that was your moment. we'll go into yeah, a little bit more there, but still broad musical taste. And Dave and I started plunking around a little bit. So I got in several bands in high school, uh, played with a lot of great guys around Shelby and then David was younger he's two years younger than me so he wasn't quite you
0: know
1: right so then he got in a band uh, and when he was in junior high and high school with Luke Edwards and then uh, Brian Clotz Rodney Conley and uh, they had a band called Iron Horse which was they were the talk of the town for a little bit so um, get back to where I was going with that Uh, I wasn't sure but I always tried to, you know, I knew Joe played in bands, but he, he was always older and cooler. But the first time I ever played in front of people, I can remember that. And I just thought about it. And this is a name. The name just came in my head of somebody I wish that you could have done this for. This um, Went to Shelby Junior High School. And seventh grade, I believe, they had a sock hop, which, of course, that's dating you to. They called it a sock hop. It wasn't. So it was a a junior high school dance. Somebody thought it was a great idea to get Stan Harden to play for a bunch of seventh graders. And Stan was fabulous, but he was Elvis and all his doo-wop stuff, which was great. Not for a bunch of seventh graders, you know, so... It was a bunch of kids at the dance, and I'll never forget. They knew I could play guitar, and um, they said, "Jimmy, go up there and tell him you want to play that guitar." I'm like, "No, you don't. It don't work that way, guys." I mean, even seventh grade, I was like, "No, no way." So I turned around, and I looked back, and they were up there talking to Stan. Well, Stan knew me because he and my granddad drank coffee at Suttle's Drug every day, and so Stan, <laughs> all these kids and me and and says, oh, we've got a special surprise for you tonight, kids. Little Jimmy Wilson's going to come up and play some guitar for you. I'm like, holy moly. So there I was. So I'm like, okay. I remember exactly what I played. Because it. I didn't, I'd been playing for a little, little bit, and I was fairly accomplished, but not great by any means. And I just remembered, what am I going to play? So I played the first notes of sweet home Alabama and the pla- the place went <laughs> sure the place went nuts yeah, sure and I only played just the first part <laughs> yeah, the of intro. it the intro of it and I'm like oh this is good yeah. <laughs> of course you know the girls were oh, yeah. saying yeah, yeah see that's what you did it for yeah. but uh, but I'm like oh I get it oh, now yeah. this is I do this and they yeah, right. scream and yell and clap yeah. so the basic you know, yeah,
0: it was, it rooted
1: itself rooted in, itself like in. and I messed around a little bit more. And Stan was like, "Okay, give me the guitar back, yeah, get yeah. off the stage." But uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was the first time I ever played in front of people, and it took. Then ended up playing, you know, more talent shows, yeah, backyard right. parties, and uh, lots of good people I played with over the years.
0: When, when did you get a real
1: band? So first real band probably was. Uh The first real band I was in was in college. I think well, no, I mean there were some good high school bands and backyard bands, uh, but the first real band that I got in, where all the musicians were, you know we were all on the same level, was in college. I went to Elon for about a minute, and uh, there were some guys that heard some seniors. I was a freshman they had some seniors came to my dorm room one night, and, like you know they they just bust in the room and said. You play guitar, I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, don't don't beat me up, you know." They're like, "We need you to come up to the to the uh, orchestra room," and I'm like, "Okay." So I ended up playing with those guys. I see if I, I guy's name drum. <laughs>
2: Here I'll not your wishes,
0: jimmy wilson and he's an elon and they accused him of being a guitar player
1: yeah these guys busted in my room and, and they were of course big you know senior guys and they're like we need you to maybe they told me to play him something i guess that's, that's i played him something and um so we met and we had a band up there um played you know a few frat parties and backyard stuff up there uh, the name of the band, we named it Wild Daddy Cool in the Hubcaps, which is totally <laughs> corny as hell, but but hey, we had fun and uh, came back home and started playing with uh, with David and Luke and Rodney and Brian uh, with that band for a little bit. So then uh, played around a little bit, but uh, really, I got married and had kids, and raised uns and had three kids yeah, and yeah you had to do that so um around uh, 2002 uh first wife and I we separated and so that gave you opened up an opportunity so David latched on to that because he had been wanting to play for a while and so uh that was the beginnings of of Jimmy Rehab which yeah. is the name of our band so uh we had some friends in uh, in Winston-Salem uh they had a, a yearly backyard big show in their party, and a party in their backyard. And uh, they had a band, uh, as the Henshaw. Greg Henshaw got into a band at, uh, at Chapel Hill with some guys, uh, and they were called the Fidgets. Okay. And they were a big college college rock band. They played a lot of parties up in the Triangle area back in the day. And they kept on every year, once everybody got out and got real jobs and stuff, they kept coming back and. So that was a good thing. David and I uh, got with uh, Greg Henshaw and uh, Greg on the drummer, and we hashed up a little bit. And then uh, a couple years later, then David introduced me to the incredible Alan Kieber. Yes,
2: I'm
1: Alan. Alan, uh, yeah, and he, was the drummer. he is incredible. And, uh, and Dennis Towery and, well, Dennis, no, Dennis wasn't with us at first because they had a band called Enola Gay, which was kind of oh, on the skids. Yeah, yeah. So, at first, we played with Alan and uh, and David and me and Drew and, uh, oh, I cannot remember the little kid's name that played with this little bass player. He was only 17, but he was a cool little kid. I'll think of his name later. Yes, sir. Uh, and we called him, I called him Junebug. Um, anyway, so, uh, Drew Starlings played percussion with us, too. Drew, he's incredible, too. So, that established... Uh, we didn't have a name for the band, but I broke my finger. I was building a house, really pretty bad. I had to have pins in it, and I couldn't play for a while. So David sent an email out to all our buddies. We're trying to get together and have that big yearly party, and said Jimmy has to go through rehab, and he probably can't play for you know six to eight weeks. And one guy emailed back and said, well, Jimmy Rehab sounds like a char- character character off of the Sopranos yeah, or something, man, and a great name for a band, so yeah, we took it, that. It was. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so uh, Alan and David and Drew and Dennis ended up joining us, Dennis Town. Dennis, incredible voice, yeah. And uh, we, we did a bunch of bars and stuff for a long time, so... Uh, Then, unfortunately, that's when David started getting sick. David started having a little bit of trouble walking around 2006, and then, of course, uh, they didn't want it to. They wanted it to be a a, a more of a. a, They didn't want it to be a neuropathy type thing, but it was. Ended up, he was diagnosed with ALS. So that uh, he played on though. David played on. I'm gonna tell you. uh, uh, some stuff i 'll share with you i don 't have it with me tonight, I wish I did, but uh even when David got to where he couldn 't move at all sandy he he would he would make music on his studio he i can 't explain it, but he was he had a little reflective dot that he would stick to his lip and he could program and make music so yeah so yeah it 's very cool so but he played until he couldn 't play anymore and yeah and uh, so that's ties into the beginning of the of the interview where we talked about the benefits. His friends decided um, early on, uh, they said, we're going to have a benefit for you. And He said, no, 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 you're not going to do it. They said, oh, yeah, we are. And so they insisted. He said, well, if you're going to do it, they they were saying golf tournament. We're going to have a golf tournament. Because David really liked to play golf. I I don't. But um, they said, we're going to have a golf tournament. He said, no, if you're going to do a benefit, we're going to do it upright. We're going to have a golf tournament during the day, and then we're going to have a big rock and roll band musical party at night so we did uh for seven years we had it at the country club usually is where it was here in shelby and uh,
0: a roving bunch of different people yeah
1: we had we had a few my cousin joe he, yeah. he he had established a band then and the band's name was ponder and they're still kind of playing joe's gone joe passed away and then the guitarist of that band passed away this, i don't want to just turn into a a sad story but it's, it's very profound that these and that's why you're doing this it's, yeah, it it's important um, but uh, they came and played we had I uh, uh, believe Aaron Morrison played his guys played for us one year uh, and then uh, Dennis Randy Saxon Randy Saxon would show up at the bars we were playing at sometimes and jump in Randy was like our the sixth Beatle type guy <laughs> you know how Randy works yep. but uh so uh, yeah but the first benefit we had um, it raised a whole heck of a lot of money cuz David was a respected businessman at Shelby so david says he says look if we're going to do this going forward uh, i'm going to help other people who don't have the support group that i did right. that i do so he turned it into a very benevolent past the gift them. and, and them. he would take people from the community who had you know, yeah. medical maladies—not necessarily ALS, right. because it was rare—but uh, he helped a lot of people. So that, in that, was just uh, you know, so profound and so yeah. so benevolent. Right. Yeah, That's yeah.
0: so. First type of guy he was.
1: That's what. Yeah, and I told him, I said, One "Man, of the
0: nicest guys I've ever met." Uh, yep, I said, David,
1: I don't know all this, uh, all this. Uh, if it were me instead of you, you know, because we're brother two years apart, you wonder why sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I said, I don't know that that would you know, even be something I would think of. He said, Oh yeah. He said he said your your thought process changes when, when in when your face with something like I don't that. Even so think I
0: could handle
1: it. No, that's know, what so I was telling. I said, I'd be I'd be crazy, but yeah. it was terrible, it was horrific, but uh, but he showed us all how we're supposed to be. So Absolutely, absolutely. So it's, uh, it's too mm-hmm.
0: bad we well, we're getting his story through you, though,
1: too. Well, that's right, and and, uh, that's and it'll live on. So, and I think uh, the people that he helped over the years, too, including all of us, showing all of us, uh, he's got two beautiful daughters who are carrying on, and and uh, so they're, you know, that's that's really someone when you see class. And I just said this recently. I stole it from a TV show, but. When you see class, whether it's a thoroughbred horse or a, yeah. someone with a lot of class that presents themselves, uh, you never forget it. And that, yeah. that's so classy. It's such a, such a very uh, correct yeah, thing to do. I, I mean,
0: I know very few people as respected as he was. Well, I'm very proud. I mean, that, that is a, um, yep. probably one of the most respected people I know Yep. Family.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that turned out, um, he had a you know, beautiful funeral. Scott Moss sang at his funeral. Summer Kieber yeah. sang at his funeral, which I forgot to mention. Summer played with us in Jimmy Rehab, and, we, and we've already talked about yes. how, what an incredible voice she has. So. She is. Yeah, it's amazing. She, at
0: that time, was she married to Alan yet?
1: Yes, yes, they were married. They were married. Yeah, they were. And uh, we—that's when we tried to get her to sing because right. David's like, "Have you ever heard Summer sing?" I'm like, "No." Can she sing? You know, and yeah. he always well, oh, yes, yeah. let the wife sing and you know, do that oh. and that. But and she started singing, and, and you know, your mouth just falls open.
0: Oh yeah, she
1: and, does, I mean, Uh Because she <laughs> she's yeah. one of the best singers. Yeah. I mean, that I've heard, period. Me too. I, I, so. I totally agree. Summer's going to give me some. She's gonna give me five dollars <laughs> if she ever hears it, <laughs> for yeah, for yeah. pumping it up some. Well, I
0: done the same since she did that that day didn't yeah, she? Yeah we talked about the and show I, yeah i uh, spread a, a second round of accolades for her I think because uh, everybody oh oh
1: yeah summer. it's amazing yeah, yeah. Like,
0: oh I'm not really enough singers she's
1: happy yeah. though she's they got a beautiful son now actually Lance uh,
0: uh, Watson just told me yeah. that, uh, she sang on uh, uh, Dirty Grass Soul Really. That he had written but, but she sang it with um,
2: Kevin. Kevin it.
1: Well, see, there's a tie-in too with Kevin. Kevin and my son Lee, yeah. uh, they were both were um, in theater at Shelby High School yeah. and won several plays together.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's actually so, what Kevin
1: Of course, I knew Kevin's folks.
0: When Kevin did the show, he pretty much told me that that the reason he's a good front man is from the from that part of high school. Right,
1: Steve Padgett uh, and and th- theater crew of there, Kathy Bergen. Yeah. They took those kids, and uh, they ended up uh, having just a superior program. Uh, my son even went to. They even went to nationals. So, yeah. We went to, we competed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so that's kind of ties everything back in. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been very fortunate, and I'm not. You know, I'm not a. Everybody might assume that, oh yeah, your your musical taste and musical influences were unusual, yeah. but I don't. It's aside aside from Eddie Van Halen, I don't really listen to any uh, uh, virtuoso guitarist. I, I can I'll, I appreciate all of them, yeah. but to me, you got to have that song. You got to have something. You got you, you got to have, yeah. I mean, I can. It's, it's impressive to sit and watch somebody just go on and on and playing legato, yeah, all that stuff. It's impressive, but, but yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, but sometimes I mean, it turns into typewriter. I mean, I might you as well watch them clicking on like you a, you a keyboard.
0: Also played with those guys that play. I don't mean to step on anyone's toes here, but every they know on every song they play. hmm I mean, you know the guys. Yeah.
1: And so that's the thing. I always, and when I was young, I always I remember listening to a rec- song on the record, and then you would get the, like the live album. I love live albums, yeah, yeah. and you would realize, oh, he didn't play that exactly like the record, and it sounds better. Yeah. So you know, I like to improvise yeah. and stuff. Some 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 songs though. Well, you you have to play it just like the do, record, or
0: at least the trademark
1: the trademark parts of, parts of it. You have yeah, to really do I mean, that.
0: Can't do. Oh, we use Keith Richards. Yes. Not the greatest guitar. Player, no. But the greatest hook P-
1: pocket. pocket yes,
0: yeah. and his his trademark licks on songs. You have to play them.
1: Right. You have to play them I mean, like I mean, that. You have to get the tone. Exactly. Because if you don't, it just doesn't it quite is, sound it doesn't like. It. Work. The mean, case that, in point is uh, we. I just picked up the guitar this morning to work, make sure I didn't get it wrong. Uh, The guitar solo in Please Come Home for Christmas by the Eagles. You gotta play that right. You You gotta play play that that right. Because people are expecting, this song has been heard over and over and over again. So you got to do justice to that. Yes, Whether he played exactly right, I don't know. But you got to get close. You, get close. you yeah. can't just go up there and play somebody else. No, mm-hmm. and you
0: just can't go up there and run a scale and call it up. Uh, no, a loop, you, a you don't want to run. Yeah, yeah turn I mean, it into I mean, some exactly so. have
1: you know some Bach chorus yeah. thing.
0: Emulation sometimes is, a, is a, the greatest one. The right, right. I mean, sometimes you have to do that.
1: Well, the best. I, mean, the, I
0: like to improvise as much as anybody. There's some things you got to, you got
1: to play. And you gotta, and you got to play it right, and you got to have a rhythm. I, do. I don't give guitar lessons anymore. I wasn't well. qualified to do it anyway. But always when I did, the uh, <laughs> first thing I'd ask the student was, you know, play a rhythm. You know, play exactly. me a, play something, and if they, if they don't have rhythm, I said, you really need another hobby. When you,
0: and I used, to, when I used to teach, no one wanted to learn the rhythm.
1: They no, they want to learn the, the you know, yeah the yes. eruption, exactly. they want to learn stairway, they want to learn something or exactly. sweet child of mine. You know
0: it goes,
1: I do, it's not going to work.
0: Real guitarist that is really
1: good, yeah,
0: they
1: have impeccable rhythm. They do, right? You listen to it time after time, and if you don't, if you can't get that down, then you're not going to yeah. be able to you're play. I had a friend growing up in school, and bless his heart, he knew every single note to every single song. And I, I don't know, I haven't seen him in years, but uh, he would play and play, and you can tell what he's playing. Sure. But he was playing all the chords. Right. But he just didn't have any rhythm. But he loved music, so I never did say anything to him. I'm like, that's no, great.
0: I see singers a lot of times that can't get themselves in
1: on songs you know, true yeah you got you, you got to get that. it right you got to hit the like, rhythm right and,
0: i mean that comes back to rhythm too you yeah know, it's like I can sing good but you got to like loop it four times around
1: you, you know, got to get, to get do it, it on the one or do exactly. it on the four whichever one you're gonna which do one, yeah but,
0: but for some reason, like james brown play. you got to hit that one <laughs> yeah, you do, yeah, you do.
1: <laughs> which is another influence though that that's unbelievable that, yeah. but true Well,
0: I, all musicians should have james Brown as an influence
1: yeah Yep.
0: Well, Jimmy, I do appreciate you. Y'all Thank you, man. You're, you're a busy guy, and I appreciate you taking the time to come do
1: this. It's uh, it's I really wanted to do it. We've talked about this yes, forever, we have and I'm yeah. um, glad we got to work it out and do it.
0: Now, I'm going to tell you guys get out and see Ocean Boulevard. Um, it'll be worth
1: the time. Yeah, uh, get on our uh, yeah, friend, friend us on Facebook. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of these Christmas parties. We're uh, um, next year. We got some things hey, coming up. About? We're gonna try to we're trying to get back in Shelby, Uh, some one of the venues that we play around here. I don't know. Uh, We'll talk about that. I don't really have anything down on ink yet, but uh, we're talking about it. We're gonna get together after this party, and uh, we're playing this weekend, and uh, we're gonna get together and sit down and. That's part of what we're going to talk about. I want to go... Uh, there's a guy over here in, uh, in uh, Dallas, North Carolina, David Ryan, who's a great musician himself. And uh, he's got a great studio in his basement. We've been, done some recording over there, and we're talking about going back. And, uh, you know, you got to get everybody together and do it. But uh, we loved it. Uh, the first time we did it, we got a, got a nice recording out of it. But that was when we hadn't been together. I hadn't been with the band very long. And now I think we could really do a really do a nice little markup. So, That's good. so we're going to talk about all our future plans. But uh, get on Facebook and find us and and uh, and uh, join up, and you'll get our news feed of whenever we're playing. That sounds
0: good. Well, again, I appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, sir. All
0: right, thank you.
2: Shamalama baby, shamalama ding dong. Hey, hey put the ooh my oh, 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 back into my smile, smile, child. Hey, hey, that is why, that is why, that is why, that is
1: why. you are my sugar, ditty, do,
2: yeah. Yay!